Hey, presto. Gavin here. How is your week going? I hope it's going really well and you're back into the swing of things into January, into the new year of 2020. Today, I want to talk about the question, is your business, is your uh, organisation a learning organisation? Do you have a growth culture? You know, before I go into that, I just want to reflect on the kind of last seven days of client work and I've, I've always loved variety in the work that I do. And I think it's because it prompts me to learn about different industries, engages me intellectually. Uh, and I love seeing the sort of issues or themes across different industries and being able to sort of uh, cross-fertilize insights and learnings across different industries and sort of size of business. So in the last seven days, I've worked with a um a three million pound business in the events industry. I've um, where we've kind of last we've done the title of the upcoming book actually is survive and thrive, and we've, we're doing that journey. We've done the survive. We're now into planning the thrive piece, which is really exciting. Um, then I went on to work with actually a former client that I worked with a number of years back. Coming back, and I worked with their European management team. So these are a corporate, they're a pharmaceutical company, and I facilitated a lessons learned session for their top team. Um, and then. I've been working with my sort of business partner that I'm sort of collaborating with a fellow investor, looking at sourcing potential businesses and then working with a business in the marine industry. And so for those of you who listen to me know that I like sailing and so the marine industry and crew transfers, et cetera, um, is, is, is a new industry for me to do work in. But again, learned a lot and fascinated about it. But that kind of fuels me. I love learning. I love growing and I love um, helping businesses get their insights that they need to do to, to move forward. And in each of those sessions and, and, and client work I've done over the last seven days, you know, it gives me great fulfillment and, and a buzz really to know that uh, the, the work's really helped the people that I'm working with. And in preparation for the lessons learned session that I ran last week with a pharmaceutical company, um, I re-listened to um, the book Black Box Thinking by Matthew Syed. Uh, you know, he's a, Matthew's a journalist and uh, he's put together a number of great books, but Black Box Thinking um, uh, was abs- uh, is a, a fantastic book to read or to gra- listen to on Audible if you haven't listened to it yet. And what he talks about, and he contrasts the the some the, the scenario and it's actually got a really good ted talk about 15 minutes if you just uh, google ted and matthew syad black box thinking and he talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and he compares and contrasts the airline industry versus the uh, medical industry you know the healthcare um um cultures and he tells a story that he opens the book and it's a it's a sad and impactful uh, story um, of a gentleman, Martin Bromley, and his wife, Elaine. She went in, 37-year-old, went into hospital for a, just a day case, a ear, nose and throat uh, operation, nothing major, uh, expected to be out later that day. And there was a complication after she'd gone under with an, an anaesthetic and when that the anaesthetist couldn't put the normal procedure, the laryngeal mask. He wasn't able to place the laryngeal mask. He couldn't get it to fit. He tried different sizes of masks. And seeing that there was a problem with this, the most senior nurse in the theatre, operating theatre, went out to the theatre and got herself a, got a fresh uh, tracheotomy kit, which would be standard sort of operating procedure as an option in situations like that. When she got back... 
The anaesthetist was joined by a surgeon and then another anaesthetist from a neighbouring theatre and then a second surgeon. And they lost track of time and irrespective of the fact that... And, and, and they, they got so fixated on solving the problem about trying an oxygen face mask, they tried different things, but they seemed to have lost the track of time. And unfortunately, by the time they realised that they should have done a tracheotomy, it was too late. And tragically, um, uh, Elaine Bromley had uh, went into a coma. She had a massive, massive brain damage and, and later died. It was just a horrible and tragic case. And the hospital said, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just one of those things. Well, Martin Bromley's profession was an airline investigator and um, he wasn't going to let it go. So he instigated a, a lot of, you know, an investigation into it. He got, he, he got an investigation into it. And this piece of work by this journalist, Matthew Syed, compares brilliantly, I think, the difference in the cultures of the medical profession where, um, you know, so much fear of legislation, of being sued, um, sorry, litigation, not legislation, so much for litigation and being sued, that mistakes are either explained away or covered up and that it gets in the way of a learning culture. But in contrast, the airline industry um, has developed this black box thinking, you know, the black box in there for every, well, there's two, uh, a voice data recorder and, and the electronic uh, computer signals recorder, electronic signals recorder, make up the black box, the two black boxes. And they are, and every crash is detailed uh, investigation by airline investigators. And as a result, there has been massive learning and growth in the airline industry. In the, in the book, uh, Matthew cites the example of United Airlines Flight 173 that left JFK on the 28th of December 1978, bound for Portland. And upon their approach to Portland... Um, they put down the landing gear, but the light did not come up on the in, in the cockpit that the landing gear had properly gone down. And these were the days where the cockpit had uh, not only a, a pilot and a co-pilot, but a flight engineer. And the flight engineer went back to do inspections, looking at the wing to see if there was a, a, a telltale bolt that should have been up if the air, um, aircraft um, uh, landing gear was down. But, the f but had noted and told the captain, look, we're running low on fuel. And the captain was so, the pilot was so focused on solving the problem about was the landing gear down or not, completely lost track of time. And Matthew Syed cites this as an example of very similar to the Martin or Elaine Bromley case that a, a more junior person, like the nurse talking about the tracheotomy kit and the importance of it, and did they want to do a tracheotomy and the flight engineer saying, look, we're running low on fuel, we're running low on fuel. They could have landed the plane and obviously increased risk without a run, uh, um, uh, a landing gear, but they could have landed the plane. And ultimately when the alarm went off, the pilot of, as in no fuel and engine started to go out, the pilot couldn't believe it because he just got lost all track of time. So the airline, unfortunately, the plane fell out of the sky. There were some survivors, including the pilot. But the um, the industry, the airline industry, has studied many things about cockpit ergonomics, aircraft design, but human factors and the human behaviour about how we respond in light of an authority figures and do we still feel able to speak up to an authority figure. And there's been psychologists and 
uh, I've done I've, I've done numerous tasks since. But the reason for sharing these two examples and, and the book, um, Black Box Thinking, is to say that actually, is your organisation, does it have a learning culture or a growth culture? Is it okay for people to provide feedback, to suggest lessons learned, to be able to learn from failures rather than point a finger of blame and, 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 and recrimination? I think whether, you know, we if... if a piece of work doesn't go well with the customer, or if there's a faulty, a, a faulty product and there's a product recall, um, if we lose a tender, there should be the energy and the activity to do a really detailed debrief and a lessons learned session so that we can learn from that and incorporate in the growth of the future design of our product or our service, or in terms of the, the approach that we might have to tender or tendering or customer service. You know, that practice, taking on board the setbacks, but making sure you learn from them rather than being defensive or aggressive against the fact that something might not have gone well. So, you know, my encouragement to you is like, what what is in place in your organisation that would encourage practice and learning and growth? Because if you've got a fixed mindset in your business that, you know, anything that goes wrong, the finger of blame is always pointed at something or someone else or market conditions or whatever that's really going to slow down the growth of your business more more ultimately i think what it will mean is you'll be overtaken in the marketplace by those that have a growth mindset encourage lessons learned encourage practice actually encourage failure you know google um want Business, uh, 20% of uh, all employees to be working on their own, pro- 20% of their time rather, to be working on sort of what they call moonshot projects. And because those are the kind of ones that are going to make the biggest difference. Of course, many of the things that individuals are working on will, will, will fail or they won't um, materialize into anything of substance or importance for Google. But those projects that have been, you know, some of those moonshots have had a massive impact on, on Google as a business. So encourage ongoing learning, include, encourage um, kind of like post-mortems of uh, things that haven't gone well so you can learn the lessons from that, but also encourage learning from when things have gone well so that you can replicate those lessons uh, or that good performance uh, in future. So that has to be fueled by you in terms of the business owner and leader. You've got to have that attitude of curiosity, that drive and that desire to constantly improve and get better, to stretching yourself, but also to be able to view objectively any feedback in terms of whether it's um, given direct to you or by implication of a loss of a client or a loss of a customer or a product recall is to look for the learning and the growth opportunity out of any setbacks and then look at what you can do differently going forward. So just have a think over the weekend about what is it you can do to improve kind of the growth mindset in your organization and your business and to encourage lessons learned exercises and, and incorporate that learning into ongoing improvement in what you deliver into for your customers. Speak soon. <laughs>